1: Plan for your prosperity, prepare for your retirement, safeguard your savings, and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
2: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show and Happy New Year. Uh, We've got a start to the new year in 2024, and we're going to be talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And you always want to start by uh, putting away that money in your qualified plans, your 401ks, your 403b, those, those different types of plans, and uh, it's the start of the new year. So if you're not at ten percent, typically that should be your goal, plus the company match. <laughs> you want it. You want it now. Take advantage of the of the start of the new year. Make the changes. Have a new year's resolution to cut your expenses and increase that savings. It, it, this is so important. Uh, our show, as we talk about, this really isn't about four hundred one k. really, it, 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 it's about uh, retiree, Typically, retirement savings. Uh, that's what we manage at Max Out Savings Advisors. But we always start this way because you've got to you've got to do this first in order to get to have enough money to save for a good successful retirement. And, and so uh, we, 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 we want to try to bring that up first to discuss it and then, and then kind of work through from there. Uh, now, a lot to talk about on the show here, start of the new year. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, uh, where do we go from here? I, I, I think that that's the question. And we put out our, our most recent Max Out Savings re, uh, Report, which is a free report we send out to the listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, it, 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 as I said, it's free report. We're not going to call you up. We're not going to bother you. Uh, we're, we're just simply going to send out the report. It's a private list, and, and, uh, and, 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 we, and, and you'll be on the list. And, and, and so it, it's a pretty simple process uh, to get it. Uh, just go to maxoutsavings.com. In our most recent report, we you know we kind of started laying out the case really for 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 what you know where things are going and, and, and for the new year and and pretty much you know we we ended ended the report you know talking about the uh, you know may you live in interesting times is his Chinese curse and I, I think uh, we think that that it's going to be a very challenging year uh for uh for the uh, uh, uh for the investment markets and, and 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 for people in general i and this is something that that we we've talked about and uh it, it just the the what what we said in the report really is is that the what we're seeing is 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 a real issues with with with, with with the economy, with war is, is one of the big things, and also with an election, and, and and all of those things add up, and it's really fascinating. Looking at the market right now, it's up near an all-time high, and, and I think I even mentioned on the last show, but it's right where it was in 2022. They had a huge blow-off in the tech sector in 20, at, the, at the beginning. At the end of 2021, starting 22, the market went straight down. At the time, You know, uh, uh, the market was the same, S&P 500 was just about exactly the same place that it was right now, uh, looking out, uh, let's pull up a chart here on it, uh, high about 4800, uh, at the end of last month it was, uh, it, it hit a 47.93, exactly the same thing. Okay, earnings were about 218 expected. They're expected to be 231 this year. So, that, you know, so the market should be up here, maybe a little higher. But here's the interesting thing. In 22, at the beginning of the year, before the market started, its huge drop, dropped to 20%, was uh, actually one of the worst worst years uh, actually, the worst year for the 60-40 split in the S&P 500, 60%, and then 40% bonds. Uh, the, the, those programs, it was the worst year uh, in history uh, for, for, the, for, the, for the combination of stocks and bonds together. And, and at the time, interest rates were zero on uh, um, Fed funds. Uh, right now, fed funds are five point three percent uh and the ten year bond was at one and a half percent right now it 's at four percent so arguably you can say, well, the market should be a lot cheaper because if if you if a stock price is discounting the present value of earnings and, and your and your your uh, your ten year triples uh, then you should get an adjustment on the PEs, and there's been no adjustment. So, so really, we think we, we think it's going to be a challenging year. I mean, people are pretty positive right now. Uh, yeah, everyone's counting on interest rates going back to zero and the ten year going back to one point five. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I, I think they're really maybe counting on Fed funds going back to three percent, and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, the ten uh, year goes down. It, it, it peaked at. Uh, at about five percent, and maybe goes down to three percent or something. But, but we might not see that. Uh, we, we're really seeing we're dealing with a lot of issues with an out of control government spending. I mean, uh, the, the, the numbers, uh, 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 the magnitude of, of, of the spending is is truly incredible. Uh, some of some of the numbers that, that we're seeing, and let me just give you a couple of them uh, here. Just bear with me just a minute. Let's see here. Okay, we just hit thirty-four trillion dollars. And see here, where we at right there. And the most recent numbers was thirty-four trillion. Here we go. Uh, I, I, at the end of the year, we hit thirty-four trillion dollars in debt. Okay. On November on December fifteenth, we hit thirty three trillion. We're at only thirty three trillion dollars worth of debt. On June fifteenth, we're only at thirty two trillion dollars worth of debt. So, and then we're at thirty one trillion on uh, ten on October of twenty two. So, since October of twenty two, we've added three trillion dollars worth of debt. In, in a little over a year, it, it, but the numbers are accelerating higher. This isn't a time when we've got pretty good growth rate in the economy. Uh, we, we've got uh, low, low, in, low, uh, low employment. So we, we should be, we, quite frankly, we should be having a surplus. We had a good stock market last year. You should, capital gains came in good. We, it, it, we should have been had a surplus. Instead, we have a massive deficit, and, and so uh, clearly spending. This continues to be out of control, and, and it continues to accelerate going forward. And what's going to happen when we go into an economic slowdown? The, these These numbers are going to balloon on us and 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 they're not going to be the, the the money is not going to be there the Chinese aren't buying our debt I mean you don't buy the debt of your enemy i mean it's pretty clear the- the 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 Arabs aren't buying our debt after you know uh, Joe Biden trotted over there and gave a fist bump you know to show he was a tough guy against uh, you know with the crown pins of Saudi Arabia and threatening all to be look to be fair to Joe Biden, the Arabs produce oil the worst thing on the planet earth i mean honestly. It, 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 I don't know who he who biden hates more uh, but the Russians because they produce a ton of oil the Arabs or or the state of Texas I mean all of them uh he'd like to basically wipe off the map uh, i I don't mean that jokingly I honestly believe that he'd get away with it he'd do it uh, uh you know I, there's something clearly mentally wrong with with, with President Biden. everybody knows it uh, and and so it is what it is so Having said that, you know, which is a pretty serious statement, what I just made is is the, the, the normal buyers, the Japanese aren't buying. They're, they're struggling to support their currency, and they're having to sit there and, and sell bonds to try to support the yen. So they can't buy our bonds. The Chinese aren't buying our bonds. The Arabs were irritated, aren't buying our bonds. So who are the, the only people left are the American people to buy these trillions and trillions of bonds? Well, this thing is that the mathematics – of this whole thing are starting to become, yeah, you know, they're starting to become more and more difficult. If we sit and look at this, I mean, there's just there's just no other way around it. If you look at at you know on October twenty two, thirty one trillion on June fifteenth last year, thirty two trillion on on September fifteenth last year, thirty three trillion on, on at the end of the year. Uh, you know, a couple, three months later, thirty-four trillion dollars. The math starts to break down and becomes unattainable. Now, it's going to improve to some extent. We'll get some capital gains coming in, which is probably why we saw this magical rally in the market in the last two months. Um, why? Is why, one of the reasons why uh, why Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve, you know, made this quote pivot. Right, you know, right, when people are like, why, why are you doing that is because by pushing the markets up, he's able to sit there and create capital gains, which is, which is income, which is tax revenue coming in to stabilize this out of control deficit. But the problem is, we're dealing with this massive deficit. That's going to be so this is an election year. So after those numbers I just gave you, it's increasingly clear, we're going to hit a wall somewhere. Now, ideally, there's a huge battle between the Republicans and the Democrats and rates start going up some and and both of them go, look, we're cutting spending and they get serious. That's, that's, that's the best case scenario. The, you know, the, the, the other, Cases the dollar starts plunging or interest rates start unexpectedly going up it it, it forces that forces the the Congress and the president's hand to cut the spending but so we believe something is going to happen with with the the the, this out of control spend this mathematically can't keep going on and so I think for twenty twenty four you in order to protect your retirement you'll have to be more defensive. And 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 I, that has been in the past, and, and people are just way too confident of everything is going to go right. We just went through this big spurt of inflation. Yes, inflation's dropping and oil's going down, but but look, are, 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 people are watching in the Middle East. Does anybody think that oil? Is gonna is gonna is, is gonna stay down. Here's the other thing: if, if if there's some type of spending crisis and the dollar starts plunging, when the dollar falls, commodity prices go up. Other pr- import prices go up because you can't afford as much. You know, keep on how much we're importing from from China, from Vietnam, from Japan, from Mexico, all of these places around the world. So that'll cause more inflation. So you have to protect your retirement. Okay, be, be, for for a couple reasons. Number one, your Social Security is dependent upon the government, and that that that's going to be a problem if 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 inflation could eat up all your retirement savings. So you have to be in a different type of strategy. And I think this year if this is going to become increasingly clear. So, so so the first question for twenty twenty four is when are we? Are, are we just going to can infinitely spend money, you know, trillions of dollars every three months of more more borrowing? Or do we somehow hit a wall in here? And if you look at the amount that has to be refinanced over the next, you know, in 2024, it's, I think it's like $8 trillion. It's an enormous amount of money. And so will we get through that? The, 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 you know, So that is going to be, what I think the question is, when and how do the, do the markets or the People finally push back on this out of control government spending. And if you look at it, it's just it's been money has been raining from the sky under the Biden administration. Every pet project they've ever dreamt of, they got and and, and they're giving away money like crazy. Uh, and so so, so that, for 22, this is going to be one of the big, so how does this resolve itself? Does it resolve itself in the, in the democratic way we've had in the past where we go, hey, the spending's out of control, we're going to get the other party in there to try to control things and then they make a bunch of cuts and things get better or does the market go, hey, you guys, this is a complete breakdown of governments, the borders are in a state of collapse, crime is out of control, You're, the United States has become ungovernable, get me out of the United States, and the dollar starts plunging, or is there a worldwide boycott on U.S. government bonds and interest rates start going up? So those are going to play out this year. There's some good – you know. There's some good ways things can work, and there's some not so good ways, but something there's going to see the big pushback. So, so how do we navigate through that? We're going to talk about that and some of the other issues for 2024 right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
1: Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713 339 1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media
0: If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone
1: is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioco.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. We're just talking about some of the bigger issues. Uh, it, it, uh, what, you know what to expose? We're dealing with in twenty twenty four. One of the things we talked about is uh, the spending is out of control. Any way you look at it, government spending. You know, when you're putting on a trillion dollars worth of debt in three months, you know, and it just keeps piling up. We're, we're going to hit a wall. And so, how, how does this is it resolved in, in a good way? Where, where, where the Republicans or the Democrats, the people, American people, kick one of them out or put the other one in, and say we want the budget cuts. Or, 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 or in the debates and stuff, it becomes clear both parties intend to cut spending in a dramatic way. Or does did, did the dollar plunge, or, or interest rates take off and surge higher and, on a boycott of U.S. bonds because you know the gov the, the United States has become ungovernable as, as as people around the world are beginning to wonder. And, and, and so the other one that, to, to look at here is is the. Uh, we're in four wars right now. Uh, We're in the Russia war, Russia-Ukraine war. The U.S. is the primary backer. We're giving them all. We're emptying out all our munitions and and anything, our old tanks and equipment we're sending over there. They're kind of our reserves for an emergency. We're just giving to the to the ukrainians uh whatever they take you know we're, we're 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 funding their retirement plans over there i mean their 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 pensions we're funding the government uh we, we you know it, it's it's uh we it, to, to, you know all to sit there and, and preserve uh the ukraine's sacred borders at the same time our borders are wide open and and millions and millions of illegals are flooding in uh, with, with, with no vetting at all, er, escaping into the country, including potential terrorists, and we don't seem to care, but we're spending h- hundreds of billions of dollars to save the Ukrainians' border, but it's another story. But we're, we're protecting our ally. Our closest ally is Israel, and well, one of our closest allies is Britain or Israel. Uh, the, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're giving them whatever it takes to sit there, uh, with the support of the American people, by the way, to, to protect Israel. Uh, we're dealing with the Chinese that are, you know, are, are trying to figure out how to invade Taiwan or take over Taiwan. They're made very clear they're going to do it. Uh, the U.S. military is preparing to, to fight for a war with China. And, and they're try, trying to upgrade our thing. At the same time, that's three wars. Like, Ted, where's the other? Well, they have cl- the, the most important one of all, the existential threat to humanity is climate change. And if we don't change things quickly, we're all going to die off in five years. <laughs> you, know, uh, uh, you know, maybe that's the plan, is Biden's going to trigger a nuclear confrontation and wipe out the world with nuclear weapons and stop all the CO2 at that point in time. I don't know. But But keep in mind, for that climate war, he spent. He's 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 he basically has, has 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 outlaid has in his budgets in his past about eight hundred billion dollars worth of spend. He's committed eight hundred billion dollars, eight hundred fifty billion dollars of of spending on climate change. So wars are very expensive. We're fighting for these wars right now. This is this is why this but this this spending is spiraling out of control. Well, typically. There's a few things we know about wartime. Uh, if you look at the at the Vietnam War, if you look at Korean War to a lesser extent, just because we had so much armaments built up from the, from, from World War II, that we, uh, if we look at. at but the, the the Vietnam War was clearly inflationary. Guns and butter strategy resulted in the inflation of the seventies. The Korean War we had an uptick inflation, but we didn't have the spending we, because they had so much equipment available from World War II that yeah and then World War II was inflationary as well during all, during all three of those wars, we had big budget deficits because you've got to fund the wars, so interest rates went up typically so so we know these things uh. And so here we are with four wars, but at the same time, the narrative is, look, inflation's going back under 2%. That was kind of a, you know, a, we, nobody thought we'd ever see inflation again. You know, even though you're like, wait a minute, it happened over 5,000 years pretty regularly. Why did it suddenly, why would it suddenly end now that we have the Federal Reserve? And, uh, the, so, so the idea of the inflation's going away, but if you look at it and you go, wait a minute, inflation does not go away in wartime. And so we don't think the inflation is going away. And for twenty twenty four, look, there's a lot of possibilities that things somehow go badly. Uh, just run through some numbers. Okay, okay, stick with me just a minute, Charles. Let me get through this. A couple things: the war with with Russia and Ukraine. I mean, how, how long is Russia going to sit there and and let Ukraine, let the United States flood the flood Ukraine with weapons and stuff to try to take them on? You know. Uh, At some point in time, they go, We're sick of this. Okay, launch a tactical nuke, you know, in a couple months, two or three months, launch a tactical nuke and say, We mean business. We're tired of this. At that point in time, when that thing goes off, what does that do to the financial system? Quite frankly, it'd probably be some small little bomb somewhere, but it'll be a warning shot, and all of a sudden, people have to possibly consider the fact that we could have a nuclear war. And, and I think that's a stronger, much stronger possibility than people realize, that something could go wrong, and it could spill over, and, and, and NATO comes in, into the war, and they, you know, start attacking Russia. Does Russia bring the Chinese in? That they, the war spreads that way. Uh you know, some they, you know they 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 shoot something by. You know, they, they've already come pretty close to it uh, by you know blowing up one of the ships. They you know the 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 the, the, the Brits or the Americans snuck in a, a an extra long range storm shadow missile and took out that that uh, that that ship way over in the Crimea, which triggered you know hundreds of missiles being fired at the Ukraine. So something could go wrong. Israel, if this thing spreads, if it spreads to Lebanon and, and Hezbollah gets in. I mean, it looks to me like we're most likely going to see the you know, something some type something's going to happen with Iran. I don't see how Israel sits by, and they know everybody knows that the people responsible for this whole thing is Iran. And Iran's been funding everything; they probably green-lighted it most likely. And and and, and, and so here we are. Israel had Israel's got a long memory. They are not going to let is Iran get away with this. So they're going to try to get Iran into this war. Iran is also funding the Houthis, uh, the U.S. So there's a good possibility that we are somehow end up war with Iran. Okay, that's not in the markets right now. Uh, if we look at China, no telling what's going to go on with China. It could get better. It could get worse. But likely, they're still going to be doing something with, could they come into Taiwan this year? I mean, truthfully, if you're China, you're looking like, wait a minute, the U.S. is tied down in the Ukraine with all their weapons. They're tied down in the war with it, helping Israel. Why not? And, and they have a president that's clearly demented. With, with with I mean, to be as nice as possible, to say serious mental issues. Uh, you know, why would you not use that to your advantage and, and roll into Taiwan at this time? And 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 so these are all things that could happen in 2024. So I I, I think. I think the idea is the markets uh, at all time high. Happy days are here again. Inflation's going away. Commodity prices are going to plunge, keep plunging down. I, again, we're going to have four percent unemployment forever. Uh, is, is 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 a little bit pie in the sky in rose colored glasses by Wall Street and most investors. I think you're going to be. This is going to be a much more difficult year than people realize. take let's take a quick call from Charles. Hey, are you doing?
4: Oh, good morning. Uh yes, yeah, so I am tuning in a little late and I I wanted to I don't know if you'd mentioned this or not, but I understand there's some saber rattling going on uh with respect to Guyana and uh Venezuela. And uh I know that Exxon Mobil has a significant presence down there because of the large oil discoveries that have been made down there in Guyana. Uh in the event that something starts to happen there, What do you think this administration is going to do, uh, in particular since uh, ExxonMobil and a few of the other oil companies are involved down there? Do you see them coming to Guyana's defense, or do you just see the thing, just letting it unravel, or what are your thoughts on that?
2: Charles, that's a great question. Okay. Yeah, as maybe some of our listeners don't know, but Ghana has got a huge eight billion barrel discovery. They're still finding more there. Suriname is right next door as well. They're finding oil there. It's probably the the biggest oil discoveries in the last couple of decades. And Exxon has it with Hess, and Hess has been bought by Chevron. Now, the problem is Venezuela is trying to claim that they that's their part of their territory now. The good news is, if you look where Exxon's uh, concession goes across Guyana, but they're in the eastern side of Guyana, uh, closer to Georgetown, where it looks like it's not – their discoveries are that they really didn't go on the more contested side. So likely they should be okay uh, on this because, I mean, it would take pretty much – they'd have to take over all of Ghana. Now, here's – look, if you'd asked me this question in the last – 200 years of the republic, almost 250 years, I'd say, well, look, we're not going to tolerate this stuff. You know, uh, we, we will go down there because Exxon has developed it fairly, and we're going to protect our interest and actually protect the smaller Guyana from basically Venezuela just trying to, you know, grab a bunch of oil. Having said that, the Biden administration, a couple of things, is very unstable, okay, uh, it it's also populated in White Houses by by environmental radicals that don't like the oil industry and would use, would be happy for Venezuela, some of them in the administration would be happy for them to, to mess up Exxon's operations because they don't want oil and gas at all out there. So it makes it a very dangerous thing. And I think Venezuela is reading in, into this. This is what happens when you have uh, uh, basically a, uh, a president that, that is, is quite frankly... Uh, not there, and, and you have staff members running the United States, unelected staff members running around that don't, that you know that are that you don't know what. So that I think in the end, if they don't back Exxon over there, it's going to declare open season on every every United States company in the world. So they're going to have to do something. Uh, uh, the, the, you know i uh the the French have already uh, i think i believe it's the French already sent over a warship down there uh and so I don't think it's as big a threat to Exxon's concessions we've looked at that but it is a very big concern about you know, again people are trying to take advantage of the United States when it's crippled with 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 the, with the, with the president it's clearly unable to function I don't know if you saw what happened today but but he, he made some speech and then he stopped and, and was just didn't even know where he was. And Jill Biden had to rush up and help him off the stage. And so people are trying to take advantage of us globally. and It, it, it makes the world a very, very dangerous place. Uh, but I believe our, our studies have shown that Exxon appears to be on the right side of the line, unless they just want to take over the whole country. So we don't think it's going it, to, it, it's going to be an issue, but Exxon's, uh, uh Exxon's position is much stronger than people believe.
4: And, and I hope that helps. And, and you're saying Suriname uh, it would wouldn't be involved in this?
2: No, no. Suriname's right next door. Apache has the uh, Apache and total, and a couple other people had the concessions right up against that. And they're finding oil on the other side over there too.
4: Right, because I I, I had wondered that if perhaps if, if something did occur uh, with with the platforms or whatever out there drilling. I mean, if this would be another repeat of what took place in Venezuela when when uh, Venezuela seized the you know the conical conical Phillips uh, platforms and uh, I think it was Chevron's platform, you know, all that offshore stuff, and then uh, they had to go into the World Court and all of for, to get a verdict, and then to try to collect from Venezuela and all of that. I I just wondered if this was going to be another type of if this thing did happen, we'd be seeing another repeat of that kind of. Situation.
2: I, I don't. I, I don't think so. We, I think what you could see happen is them go in and put a put a drill platform or something on the western side of the concession.
4: Mm, I see.
2: Uh, I well, you know I, I think Exxon's position is very strong on this. Clearly, they plan for this way into the future. The concern is, I mean, truthfully, uh, the, the, you know, the U.S. should be heavily involved in this thing right now, and, uh, and in you know, but but. I, I, I think even if someone were able to come up with something, the concessions would hold. And, and they're really they, they're on the they're 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 on the eastern edge of the concession. The western side of the concession is really where the where where the where the where, where there seems to be some dispute between Venezuela and and Cernan. So I think it should be okay for Exxon. Full disclosure: We own a number of the stocks in, in, that I've mentioned. Uh, but but we did do some research on it, and, and we think this is going it's, to it's a massive discovery. It's a game changer for South America and the United States, uh, and and, and it, it would be utterly foolish, for, you know, for the Biden administration to allow anything to happen to it. But but the problem is is these people are, are 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 very unpredictable and unstable in the White House.
4: Yeah, and so therefore you wouldn't see much impact on oil price in general, then correct.
2: Oh, I, I think that yes, it would be if, if 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 those concessions, if if there became a real issue down there, it would. De- I think it would affect oil prices, and I think it would also because it would open up uh, disputes all over the world for companies trying, you know, for c- countries trying to grab concessions from somebody else. I mean, it, it sets a very dangerous precedent.
4: Right,
2: I make no mistake about it. But. Uh, uh, the important thing is those concessions are on the east side, really away from the disputed area. I mean, you'd have to really, if you if you look at at, at, at Venezuela's lines, they, they don't kind of go perpendicular to where they they're claiming. I think the uh, I, I think the river at Georgetown or something, and so it doesn't like perpendicular go out from the line. <laughs> they, they have it going at forty five degrees out to catch more, which is just completely ridiculous in uh, on anybody's uh, book. And and, and so, so if if you kind of assume that they get what they say, it 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 still doesn't appear to affect Exxon's Exxon's production that they have right now in discoveries.
4: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Ted. Appreciate your insight.
2: That's yeah. This is a good 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 question there, Charles, because this is something that's really uh, pretty interesting going forward. So. But we do like oil and gas here. Uh, I, I think if you look at, at the PE ratios, at the cash flows of these companies, that they're, they're they're pretty cheap. Uh, we're going to continue to need oil and gas. E- even even the some of these uh, diversity inclusion uh, equity people are now saying we're going to need oil and gas. So so we do like that. We we again wartime commodities, oil and gas. That's one of them you tend to want to own. And this is a very unstable world. Tell you what, we'll be right back after this break right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
0: Just
1: hold- Savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713 339 1070. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites
0: If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen
1: to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, the answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Giocco.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and in your retirement. You can get to call 713-339-1070. Uh yeah. You know, so, so we we talked earlier about the uh, about a couple things that we're looking at in the world, it, and the we're, we're looking at a, a more unstable situation, out of control government spending. We're talking we're, four wars coming on. Uh, this is all going to be bullish for commodities. Uh you know the uh, yeah the eight hundred billion dollars for uh, for the Green New Deal. Uh, that you know, for the climate change war, well, that that requires huge amounts of copper, aluminum, zinc, silver, uh, iron, steel, uh, all these things in order to get silicone, all, all these things to sit there and in and, and get to, to build these projects out. And uh, a war, war requires it requires copper, it requires steel, it requires all all types of, of, of things to to, to sit in order to sit there and fund it. So. So one of the more interesting things out there is looking at the. If you look at Apple and Microsoft, those are the two. You know the market was utterly dominated by seven stocks. If you weren't in those seven stocks, you know that was the vast majority of the performance in the S and P five hundred. These mega cap tech stocks, And, and if you look at Apple and Microsoft, pretty high high price stocks. They accounted for almost fourteen percent of the S and P 139 percent of the S and P five hundred uh, re- just recently. If you if you take energy, real estate, utilities, and materials groups, that came out to be eleven point nine percent. So so even then, it didn't it didn't it, the, the, these two. This we're talking two stocks, not the whole tech sector, but two stocks. Are, are, are bigger than all of the energy stocks, all the real estate stocks, all the utility stocks, and all, and all the material stocks, which is, you know, a lot of that's going to be the build out, you know, for the next generation is going to come from those, those, those sectors. And, and, and yet you've got these two massive stocks up there. It, it, but if you look at, at the, at the, so what is metals and mining? Which is a lot of commodities going to be used for precious metals, silver, uh, copper, all the, for build out of war, for build out of, of the climate change, for uh, you know, get, just give me gold and silver. Uh, the spending's out of control. What, what is what is that percentage of the S and P five hundred? And if we look at it, it's two tenths of one percent for the whole metals and mining sector. Two tenths of one percent. Now. What is Apple and Microsoft? Thirteen point nine percent of the S and P five hundred. So there's not enough of these stocks out there when investors start going to them, and they're going to go to the moon. And they're right now nobody wants them. You know, I'm looking at, at, at the at the at the you know looking at the charts. Interesting. Uh, look at I look at all types of charts and everything from the S and P five hundred to small cap to to up. Uh, to gold, to dollar, oil, all those. One of the more fascinating charts is gold. You look at, you know, most of these charts aren't telling me anything, or like they went back up to right where they were at 22 before the market fell apart, and they're kind of sitting there, and it, it, they're not really saying anything right now. If you look at gold, you look at gold, you're like, wow, gold gold is, it went down, it went up, uh, went down again in October, and <laughs> then broke out to a new high. Most of these other people, most of these, excuse me, most of these other sectors have not done that. And so again, so so there's one sector, uh, copper, it, it, it do you, do you realize how much copper they're going to need to electrify all these cars? Yeah, nobody wants a car, an electric car, right now because basically they've insulted half the United States of America, claiming they're a bunch of fools. Who they were going to buy a, an electric car, whether they liked it or not, and actually they wouldn't. They wouldn't buy one because they wouldn't be able to afford one. They'll just. You know, you won't own anything, but you'll love it. And so half the country's like, you know, yeah, you Davos people, World, World Economic Forum, uh, Klaus Schwab, get out of here. We're not, comp- we, you know, we don't want anything to do with you. But but if, if you just assume eventually, if, if there was no World Economic Forum, if there was no Davos, if there was none of that, electric cars would still be coming along. This is not an invention of these people. These people are trying to co op the, 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 the brilliance of the of, of, of the people of, of humanity and trying to claim that they're like the leaders of the world and they're going to try to tell us what to do. But we're making the transition to electric vehicles and more electric stuff. AI requires huge amounts of computer power. That requires huge amounts of of, of electricity generation, which, again, is going to need copper, gold, silver, all these silver backing up uh, solar plants. I need aluminum for, 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 for the frames on the solar. But all of these things, and, and yet the, uh, uh, there's a, a war. All of those things are big uses. So we got one group in there that's going to see huge demand the next couple of years that never mind, out, completely out of control spending, and it's two tenths of the S&P 500. So that is going to be, this is why we think, hey, this is going to be a sector that's going to do well. I, quite frankly, the oil and gas, I mean, the, the gold and silver stocks are actually lagging the metals themselves, which is which is interesting in here. And, and, and so I, I think this is something that's going to be, uh, I, as we said, we continue to believe it's going to be a different world for, for, for 2024. Commodities across the board we think are going to do much better. Again, wartime, out-of-control spending, all these things. And, and the final thing that, that's going to be the the interesting thing for 2024, look, the presidential election started – For all practical purposes, it's game on. January first, twenty twenty four. It's been that for a while. I mean, this is why uh, Biden was was talking. You know, they interviewed him at the uh, at the ball drop in uh, in New York City, and then in one of the other places, they're doing a big thing. Uh, the, the band Green Day tries to sit there and trash Donald Trump. You know, that wasn't accidental. They were looking. They they want the start of the new year. They want people talking down Donald Trump because they want to set the narrative: the whole country's against Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump has no chance to win. Biden's your savior. Behavior. It, it's just, but but this is. I mean, candidly, any of us in their position would do the same thing. But so everything is going to be set for, the, for, for, for for the for the uh, the election. If you look at the most recent the most recent, uh, the most recent uh, employment numbers, you know it, the, the, the 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 December numbers came out. They, they were horrible. They the, the, the <laughs> we lo- They had a one and a half million dollar drop in full time jobs, but there was enough partial jobs from part-time jobs in, in in birth and death models, and they were able to paper it over. Uh, some of the numbers have been just pretty remarkable. Uh, if you look at it, there's been a, a, a 10 of the last jobs numbers that have come out for the months. Uh, the, the 11, uh, 10 of them, have, they have come back and, and, and revised the numbers downwards. So they, they, they've push the numbers up, and then when they actually look at the numbers and they put hard, they, they said these aren't right, which means they're deliberately skewing the numbers higher. If you look at, you know, for 2023, 40 percent of the payroll growth came from the birth to death model, which is an adjustment the government does. So they are creating this image that everything is great. This is all about the election. We've got to get Joe Biden reelected. And we're going to do whatever it takes to get him there. So we're going to create this narrative anywhere we can do anything. We need to force down the price of oil, which they've done. Let's empty out the strategic petroleum reserve. We need to make all our jobs numbers look good. Hey, if we've got to change them up later on, fine. No one will pay attention to the revisions. They just want to see the numbers and the market will go up. We need to pressure Jerome Powell, you know, a month before the year end to say he's going to make the pivot. So the market goes up at the year end. Every, your 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 uh, your uh, investments are up. You like Joe Biden. Everything, everything is going to be about that. It, 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 and so this is the most divisive election since the eve of the Civil War. Uh, I, 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 I don't think anything's even close. Uh, it, it's... It, this is I mean the idea that it's all going well, they're pressuring all the, the vice the, the presidential candidates, are you gonna accept the results like you know yeah, I'll accept the results. Biden can do whatever he wants. They can lie, cheat, and steal, and basically completely rig the election. But yeah, I'll, I'll say it's okay. I mean, it's just—it's like, why aren't you asking the Democrats? Are you going to make sure it's a fair election, Uh, Joe Biden? Are these elected electors around the country? What are you doing to make sure this is a fair election? Why don't you ask those questions instead of asking, you know, the Republicans? Are you going to abide by the election no matter how rigged it is? Which is effectively what they're asking. So. The idea that the American people are going to sit and watch another rigged election and just blindly accept the results and realize we'll never have elections again, you know, our democracy is over, I I think is, is a mistake uh and i and i i think i think the left is desperate to win i think they they feel they have the power i think everything is going this way this is why they fought so hard to get that president gay at harvard she they she was she basically said well look this genocide effect you know is is it wrong to sit there in 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 and, and, and support genocide against the Jews, and she's are like, well, you know, it depends on the context. It's just a couple of Jews, it's okay, you know, maybe half a million or two million. If you want to get rid of all Jews, maybe it's not. But it, honest to God, you wouldn't hear that from a Klan's member. You know, twenty years ago, and yet it, she said it with a straight face. And then they tried. I mean, the one of the probably the most appalling thing I'd ever heard anybody say in a senior position, basically advocating for some type of g- genocide, depending on the concept context. They fought tooth and nail to keep her on, and then they caught her plagiarizing stuff all over the place. Why did they do that? It, it's the, the important uh, Biden called, evidently up. Uh, President Obama called up and you know lobbied for her because the problem is is they can't have her step down because all these other little uh, radical uh, school administrators need to need to feel their back is protected and they can say whatever they want and there'll be no consequences. Now that she's resigned. The rest of these people have got to moderate what they're saying. This is why they fought so hard. This is why no one on the left ever resigns or does anything because they always need to know they're protected. So we're, they're finally coming back and standing up to these people. So but it shows you the depth of, of the issue out there. It, it, and people, one of the things that's been most shocking about the Harvard thing is it, it's been shocking to many people in the country, particularly Democrats, of how just utterly radical these, these schools are. That, that people had no idea what, you know, they thought, you know, their idea of radicalism was protesting at the Vietnam War and, you know, for dead in Ohio. And, you know, uh, it, it was never, you know, we need to take out the Jewish community. It was never, hey, we need to, you know, white people need to have their possessions, you know, their, their assets taken away. I, mean, it was, I don't know where this stuff came from. We do know where it all came from. But my point is, this is going to be a very, very hard-fought, tough election uh, that, that for the future of the United States of America. I mean, are we going to have a, a free market democracy, or are we going to have a centrally planned economy, you know, kind of run by the United Nations and the Davos Crowd. I mean, Nikki Haley. You know, Nikki Davos Haley. She's big. You know, she's meeting up uh, with Larry Fink at BlackRock. You know, we're gonna we'll manage the people. You know, we'll we'll put them in their place, type of thing. Or, or you know, the same thing with Biden. I mean, it, it, these things. This is a a seminal election with two different two different clear paths. It's like, are we gonna choose communism or are we gonna choose pre market democracy? And I actually. It's actually the third one. Or you know, we're being asked if if they win, we're being asked to choose. You know, a, a new world order which will get in, installed, which is which is going to the United States people are going to be second rate to the rest of the world. And, and so, I, there's no easy way through this. <clears throat> and so, the idea that the stock market is just going to blithely blithely go through the year with these wars, with this out of control government spinning, and with it with it with a bitterly bitterly. Uh, fought election contest coming up is it, it, fanciful. And so you're going to have to be much more defensive in this world. And so anyway... <clears throat> a couple of thoughts. If you need some help, go to our website maxoutsavings.com maxoutsavings.com uh, You can request a free report. You can uh, uh, request an appointment. I'll sit down with you here. We're here in Houston, Texas and go over how, show how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market and uh, see if we can help you manage through this and to protect your retirement because this is what this is all about. So you've got to protect your future and your retirement and your family's future through these events coming up. So if you need some help, i like to help you, go to maxupdating.com. in the in, in terms, Remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That, my friends, is the key to building up wealth over the long term.